Hi, you're listening to Right Now, a podcast about the world today, with me, your host, Asha. This is the fourth episode of Right Now. After creating three episodes, I've gotten used to my typical style of podcasts, which are heavily narrated by me and often include an interview. Today will be a bit different, as this episode will be co-hosted by two of my friends who also have their own podcasts. All of our podcasts have very different themes, which you'll hear about in a few minutes. But what we all have in common is that we're all currently studying Romeo and Juliet for school. Now, chances are that when I just said Romeo and Juliet, you already knew that it's a Shakespeare play and are probably familiar with its plot. Does the likelihood of you knowing what it is make it a classic? What does make something a classic? That's what you can expect us to discuss in this episode. Welcome to our group podcast. We've got Zoe Wools, Asha Kalaminas, and Caden Douglas Plouffe. Great. We're having a great time today. Um, yeah, just talking about Shakespeare and our newest project. So, kind of the purpose of this podcast was to talk about what makes a classic. So, Caden, what do you think makes a classic? Well, when I think of a classic, like, think of something like, like that's old and like, pretty famous like if you're looking like nowadays like you don't like if a new story just came out like you don't really think of like that as a classic you only think of classics of like something that's like pretty old and mm-hmm. it's like pretty famous and your podcast talks about sports right yeah my, my podcast talks about sports yeah what do you think makes a classic in sports or sports history um like i think like maybe like make a classic in a game like like a, like a classic game, like, people always remember that game, like, it was a big game, and, like, or something big happened in it. Oh, yeah. Or, like, an all-star. Yeah, or, like... An all-star would be a... Or a game I think championship that, like, sometimes call, like, the baseball, um, like, World Series, the fall classic. Oh, true. Yeah, that's a really good connection. I like that. I'm not super into, like, baseball and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But... I am really interested in seeing how this driving question relates to all of our topics. So, Asha, what do you think makes a classic? Mm-hmm. So I was th- kind of thinking that it's like how we're looking at Romeo and Juliet right now. And like, even though it was created so long ago, the ideas in it are still referred to today. For sure. And that's, that's kind of how it connects to my topic about like, my topic is like relevant subjects and it's like, if something's a classic, it's it remains relevant no matter how long ago it was created. That's super interesting. Well, as some of my listeners might know, my podcast is about traditions and things that are untraditional. And I think what really makes Shakespeare a classic is how some of the values are still the same, right? Like we still talk about, um, you know, marrying for love, for example, is definitely a tradition that we've kept in our society. but you look back and you see like Paris who's like how old is he he like in some of the movies he looks like 20 and the kids yeah. like 14 mm. um, so that's definitely a more untraditional value 
that I find in Shakespeare. But do you think Romeo and Juliet's a classic? I I think it is just for the fact that, like, I, if it wasn't, and I don't think we'd be studying it in school right now. Hmm. What about you, Caden? I 100% think it's a classic. Like, if you talk to anyone, I'm pretty sure they would know what Romeo and Juliet is or, like, the basic concept of it. So I definitely mm. think it'd be a classic. I think even children, like, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. That movie is definitely a classic, and I think it's retelling a classic story. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I think Romeo and Juliet is completely a classic. I think if you look back on it now, from certain points of view, it's not a classic. It's just horrifying and kind of boring. Like, you have these two kids that are not, like, they haven't known each other for that long. They both end up dead in most adaptations of the book or even the original. And I don't think that's a classical value that we should be passing down to our future generations. That's true. Well, like how I said, like the ideas are still relevant today, but some of them are outdated, like by a lot. Like fifteen-year-old Juliet being in an arranged marriage, like that young, is just kind Ugh. of crazy. Ugh, that sounds icky. I can't imagine being in Juliet's situation though, where like mm -hmm. you meet this person like one night at a party and like you're in clashing families and like I think I would have really enjoyed in Shakespeare to get to know the character a little bit better like mm -hmm. we definitely see who she is on the outside and a little bit of who she is on the inside yeah. but if we're talking about classical values I think it would have held up even better and it would have been more interesting for people like us in high school if we knew who Juliet was like truly on the inside and I think it kind of uh, we've been talking about how, like, Romeo and Juliet, like, connects to how teenagers act today a lot. Oh, for sure. Like, that's been a topic a lot in class, and I don't think, I think that's more on Romeo's side, not as much on Juliet's side. Yeah, yeah which is a little sexist if you look back on it. You're mm -hmm. giving more of a, more character development to the male lead than the female lead. Yeah, and I think, like, the, the aspects of the male lead are easier to relate to today and yeah. then any like a lot of stuff involving Juliet is really outdated yeah mm -hmm. so that's definitely more of like an untraditional value that mm. you're looking at in Romeo and Juliet but I don't know I also think it's interesting to think that Shakespeare not, might not even be like one guy or a real person yeah do you guys Some think Shakespeare like wrote all the plays or I don't know. I think Shakespeare was a person. I don't know if the if he was like I he's one guy and that's Shakespeare, William Shakespeare and that's his name. But who knows? Like I think the theories of other people like paying him for his name and then like R.L. Stein, do you remember those books? <laughs> like that's not one guy, that's a bunch of people who all write under the same pen name. Oh yeah. Um I can't really think of more examples, but good to know that I remember my horror story books from grade five um yeah it's like yeah very that's, crazy that's interesting because like we talk like it's talked about so much today but there's so much that we don't know like about like who wrote it mm -hmm. and we we're also talking about like he was he was there at the time to talk about um like movements on the stage yeah and, like actions so it was mostly just dialogue 
So today when they reenact it, they don't actually know when they, like, the part where they kissed and stuff because that wasn't written down. Yeah, or even if, even if, um, we're missing some of it. Like, what if in the one that we have, they die, but in the original one that Shakespeare wrote, or someone wrote under the name Shakespeare, they come back to life or something. They could, it could have a totally different meaning. And then, you know, maybe we're missing something like that that would totally change our perception of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you could also think that, like, as time goes on, that might get even more confusing. Like, like way into the future, people look back at reenactments and they look at Romeo and Juliet and they're like, oh, well, in this one, they don't die, but in this one, they do. And so then it's unclear what actually happens. Yeah. And then Romeo and Juliet gets made into a Baz Luhrmann film, yeah, but the Baz Luhrmann of the time... <laughs> and then, you know, from all throughout that, all through history, they're gnomes. Yeah. You know, it could, yeah. could be lost to time. The story could still be a classic and keep, you know, stick with our culture. But, you know, there might, we might lose things along the way. That's true. Like, if something's a classic, that doesn't necessarily, it means that it might, it might have sticked around for a long time. But, like, the question of will it? will it continue to be a classic and how will it how will that change yeah. mm-hmm. what could you see a more modern version of romeo and juliet looking like we talked about this a little bit in class the other day i think like the movie we're watching right now i think that like kind of shows a more modern version of romeo and juliet like the I forget the name of like the the Baz Luhrmann one yeah i think so oh, yeah the, oh the yeah the romeo plus juliet one yeah it shows a more modern version of it, but he kept the same language, yeah. which I found really, really, like, a little bit hard to listen to yeah. when you're seeing conflicting images. Like, you're seeing a modern version of Romeo and Juliet, and you're still hearing old Victorian language. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it would have gone way better if he just used, like, normal modern language. Mm-hmm. It would make to follow but, as well. Yeah, you might be straying a little bit far from the story, though. Like, mm-hmm. if you change all of the words... Yeah, I think in a modern version of Romeo and Juliet, like, straying away from the story is, like, a really easy thing to do because, like we were saying, like, a lot of things are really outdated in it. Like, arranged marriage is not as common anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in, like, a modern version, things like getting married in the same night and a 15-year-old and being in an arranged marriage doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I know we were talking about a little bit in class, like what, how would we change Romeo and Juliet to be a more modern version? And I think Baz Luhrmann went a completely different way than I would have. I I think it would be hard to like recreate it nowadays. Cause like there's so many things that like, like I don't feel like nowadays people would make them die. And I don't feel like obviously like nowadays there wouldn't be an arranged marriage. I think if someone tried to recreate it now, it'd be like, it'd be so much different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in my example, I I wanted to include a more um, a more modern theme, but still keep the ones that Shakespeare decided to have. So, like, I kept I kept the same characters, except I made Romeo a girl, and so Romeo and Juliet were lesbians, and they were falling in love with each other, but they weren't out to their parents. And so, I think that brought in a more modern take of like. I'm like I'm gay I don't want to marry this dude he's older than me I don't I only want to marry Romeo you know 
and just having like having that but have the similar have a similar story mm-hmm. i think would be a super interesting way to do it yeah yeah i like that and i think if you change too many aspects in it it like goes too far away from the story so just, yeah you lose the story yeah by just changing like a small thing like the gender of one of the characters like that changes a lot and makes it more modern but doesn't change like what the story means which i think is good yeah, yeah exactly why do why do you think people like shakespeare like why has shakespeare become you know you think about history class or english class you think about like what are we going to study it's like classical literature okay who who writes classical literature you've got like shakespeare you've got you know other classical writers but what makes people like him like because he i I was thinking about it a little bit the other day, and I think I like him because he's an underdog. He started, you know, at the bottom with his family. You know, his dad made gloves, um, which, you know, he got a little bit of an education and he rose up and became this like super amazing writer. If assuming, assuming that's what he did, you know, if we're going with the historical version of it. But I think. I think at the time he was doing something different and that was like interesting to people and then actually what's it I wonder what what how it changed from being like a big thing in like their time like Shakespeare was part of their time and that was like really interesting to them to being like how did that shift from becoming to becoming a classic like where did that change yeah mm-hmm that, yeah, that's a really interesting question. Yeah. Well, I think Shakespeare also has a very distinct tone in his writing, and not just because of the, you know, posh, upper-class Elizabethan um, way that he wrote, but, you know, you can read something and be like, oh, this was Shakespeare. And I think for some people that means that they don't like it, right? Mm. Like, lots of people well, don't like Well, I feel like, like nowadays people don't like him because they don't, like, understand, like really what's going on with the language and stuff like people are just like oh this is mm-hmm. this is boring it's not like fast-paced action-packed story yeah the message gets lost because people can't understand the language yeah yeah well i think that's a big problem nowadays like with people trying to read classical literature like shakespeare is that we almost need it translated into modern english mm-hmm. you know yeah like when we go through the different parts of the script i think we don't just read it and we all understand. We have to like go back and be like, okay, what does this mean? Yeah, and, so yeah, yeah and have a group discussion. The story. And I think like because we don't have very many people nowadays that can act that can like fulfill that role, you don't see as many people enjoying Shakespeare in the same capacity because it is a lot of work to try and understand his language, and you kind of can read, you know, a quarter of an act and then have to go back and try and analyze it for it to make sense everyone I talk to is like a little bit annoyed because they just don't understand what's going on and Mm -hmm. they're like oh I have to read this it doesn't make sense and I think if it was more if the language was more understandable by people our age then maybe there'd be more people who are interested in it and like loved it yeah I I personally think the language is more like easy easier to understand it'd be way more like it'd be way more enjoyable to actually read but like on reading and stuff it's like it's not really that enjoyable because like you just always mm-hmm. like what does that word even mean 
I think that kind of goes back to our, you know, driving question, which was what makes a classic? And I think what really makes a classic stand the test of time is that it's appealable, or it's appealing to the masses, right? And if people can't understand it anymore, it starts to fade away without people fulfilling the role of commentator or someone who can explain and someone who actually understands. Yeah. I like that, but I also think that people disliking it could make it a classic as well because if there's a bunch of people who like are strongly against Romeo and Juliet and they're like oh this is so dumb they both die in the end mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense like there's still conversations being had about yeah. it yeah so I think that it it kind of stays relevant in that way even if people don't like yeah. it definitely 100% well this has been a super interesting conversation I loved hearing both of your examples and talking to you both about what makes a classic um, it's also super fun to talk about if Shakespeare is real. I always love having conspiracy theory chats yeah. with people. Yeah. So, Thanks thank you both. Thank you for listening to this episode of Right Now with me, Asha Kalaminas. Thank you to my co-hosts, Zoe and Kaden, for being part of this episode. Be sure to check out their podcasts, everything sports, and untraditional. If you enjoyed this episode of Right Now and would like to hear more, don't forget to subscribe to see when new episodes come out.